clothes, you know, these things, right, that we wear. Um, But what we wear is more than just what we wear, right? I mean, throughout the centuries, clothes have not only protected us from the weather and kept us warm or, or kept us cool, but they've shaped who we are and have communicated something to others. I mean, if you really think about it, every time that we change outfits, at some level, we play a different self and communicate a little bit of a different status. I mean, if you look at my closet or my drawers, you'll essentially see four tiers of clothing, okay? At the top, you've got suits, dress shirts, ties, you know, for more formal occasions like a wedding or a funeral. And then you have business casual, you know, like a button-down, a nice polo, khakis, perhaps a nice pair of jeans. And then below that, you've got what I would call like athletic wear, Uh, you know, what I would wear to go hiking or to the gym or to go for a run, uh, play soccer. And then all the way at the bottom, you have um, what I would call like work work clothes, work in the yard clothes, uh, painting clothes, um, clothes that, uh, you know, I put on if I'm just going to be at the house all day and I don't really care and I'm just lounging around, those kind of clothes. So, There are better clothes for some occasions than for others. Wardrobes associated more with one activity maybe than another. Um, You probably wouldn't wear jogging shorts and a tank top uh, to a wedding, just like you probably wouldn't wear a suit or a dress to go work out at Planet Fitness. What you wear is more than just what you wear, which is why sometimes I'll get my wife and say, love, please help dress me. Choosing to put on the right set of clothes matters. But what matters even more, what's even more important, is putting on the right character. Deciding what to wear to church is nothing compared to deciding what to put on for life with Jesus Christ. Jesus gives us Greater clothes to wear. This Jesus' Greater Sermon series has taken us through Paul's letter to the Colossians. uh, And we've learned and heard about the supremacy and the greatness of of Jesus Christ, how Jesus' kingdom is greater, how Jesus occupies first place in everything, how we have access to a greater power through the presence of Christ living within us. And in our last sermon of this series today, we look at how in and through Christ, we are called to put on a greater wardrobe, Jesus' own character. Let us pray. God, open our hearts and minds to your word for us this day. We pray that it would take root there, that it would grow us and transform us, that we might live for you and bear fruit for your kingdom. This we pray through Christ our Lord. Amen. A reading this morning from Paul's letter to the Colossians, chapter 3. Verses 1 through 14. Hear now God's word. Therefore, if you were raised with Christ, look for the things that are above where Christ is sitting at God's right side. Think about the things above and not things on earth. You died and your life is hidden with Christ in God. When Christ, who is your life, is revealed, then you will also be revealed with him in glory. So put to death the parts of your life that belong to the earth such as sexual immorality, moral corruption, lust, evil desire, and greed, which is idolatry. The wrath of God is coming upon disobedient people because of these things. 
You used to live this way when you were alive to these things, but now set aside these things such as anger, rage, malice, slander, and obscene language. Don't lie to each other. Take off the old human nature with its practices and put on the new nature, which is renewed in knowledge by conforming to the image of the one who created it. In this image, there is neither Greek nor Jew, circumcised nor uncircumcised, barbarian, Scythian, slave, nor free, but Christ is all things and in all people. Therefore, as God's choice, holy and loved, put on compassion, kindness, humility, gentleness, and patience. Be tolerant with each other, and if someone has a complaint against anyone, forgive each other. As the Lord forgave you, also you must forgive each other. And over all these things, put on love, which is the perfect bond of unity. This is the word of God for us, the people of God. Thanks be to God. Take off the old self, put on the new self. You know, there are a lot of ways to imagine or explain what the life of faith, what following Jesus in the here and now looks like. And that one is a pretty good summary. That's what we're called to do every single day. Take off the old self, put on the new self. No wonder Paul uses the image of clothing, right? Every single day, what do we do? We take off clothes and we put on clothes. They don't just fall out of the closet and put themselves on us after all. We have to think about what we're going to wear. We, we have to choose it every day. If you remember from, from last week, or even if not, Paul has just written in an extraordinary way about how all the fullness of God was in Jesus Christ and about how Jesus now lives in us and fills us as we are baptized and find ourselves in Christ Jesus and, and Jesus in us. That in the same way that Jesus was crucified and buried and then raised from the dead, in baptism, we are buried with Christ and raised with him through faith in the power of God. And so, according to Paul's logic, we died to certain things. Because of this, we died to certain things and were made alive to other things. We died to the way the world thinks and acts and came alive to the way that Jesus thinks and acts. In other words, if we've been rescued and brought to a greater kingdom by a greater Lord and have access now to a greater power within us, then we better begin to live a greater way of life. Or as Paul puts it, we better take off one kind of outfit and put on a greater one. The world's fashion is not how God fashions us. We have to think about what we embody. After all, attitudes and, and behaviors and, and habits are much like clothes because they're plainly visible to people. They communicate something about who we are, and it's something that we choose every day. In my house growing up, we had this closet at the top of the stairs. And in this closet, there was a place that we kept rags. Rags for dusting, rags for staining furniture, rags for polishing the car. As a matter of fact, I'm sure that that, uh, that rag drawer, that rag container is still there to this day, if you look in there. And if you look in that container, you'll find old washcloths and old uh, pieces of, of bed sheets, um, fragments of old towels, and yes, old t-shirts. And many of those old t-shirts, I can guarantee you, were mine. Because I remember on several occasions when my mom 
would look at the shirt I was wearing and say, you know, honey, I think it's time for that shirt to go in the rag drawer. It was no small thing to part with those T-shirts. You see, they were probably really soft and comfy from being worn so much and being old. I'm sure there may have even been some sentimental value attached to some of them. But when there were holes in the armpits and unraveling at the collar and a big stain on the back and it was starting to look like it would fit someone a lot smaller, it was time for it to go. It was time to get rid of old clothes. If Jesus has a greater outfit for us, if Jesus has a way of life that he wants us to put on every day, then that means that we have to remove, get rid of the unholy habits and attitudes and behaviors that are like ill-fitting, worn-out clothes. That's what Paul is getting at. Put to death, cast off, take off are all ways of saying Some of the ways you used to live, some of your old habits and attitudes are old and worn out and don't fit with who you are now in Jesus. Take them off, put them in the rag drawer. Yes, even the ones that kind of feel comfy and cozy, uh, the ones that, that disguise themselves as valuable or you feel like you have some perceived status, take off the attitudes and the habits that don't say made by Jesus on the tag. Take off the patterns of life that are not in keeping with the one who who has given you new life. Paul lists the things like impurity, lust, doing whatever you feel like, whenever you feel like it, grabbing whatever attracts your fancy, bad temper, irritability, meanness, profanity, dirty talk, lying. Sure, we could add to that list. If if you were to self-examine and dig as deep into your own heart and life as you would into your drawers or your closet to find and discard old clothes, what would you find and discard that is not leading you or others to abundant life? That isn't making you more like Christ. That isn't declaring Jesus' greatness, but your own. Ah, but the good news is there is a greater set of clothes. One that says, made by Jesus on the tag. One that is designed by the one who raises the dead, who gives new life, who's making all things new. A kind of fashion that actually fashions us. Put on the new self, Paul says. Dress yourself with Jesus and let yourself be dressed by him. It's a greater wardrobe. It's a greater way to live. Greater habits, greater attitudes, greater behaviors consistent with the greatness of the one who's now clothed in glory and robed in majesty and who is with us. And look at what Paul says about this set of clothes. This new nature, this new self that we're called to put on is patterned after the image of Christ pattern after the image of Christ. Remember, God created us in God's image, right? And sin tarnished, but did not destroy that divine image. And Paul is saying that when we put on the new self, we are conformed more and more into the image of God. Who we were created to be begins to shine through more and more. 
And whereas the world's fashions and clothing sometimes create boundaries or or social divisions between people, Jesus' greater clothing removes those boundaries. It's not about Express or Gap, Gucci, Old Navy, Ralph Lauren, Wrangler. They don't mean as much. Whereas Paul says in this context, neither Greek nor Jew, circumcised or uncircumcised, slave nor free, but Christ is all and is in all. So in other words, Jesus' greater wardrobe places everyone in the same grace-given status, conferring the same identity on us all, first defined by Christ. We have a greater wardrobe. So what does this greater wardrobe look like if it's not literal shirts and pants? What are we called to embody, to, to wear, that is, of Jesus himself, What should we choose to put on every single day so that eventually it becomes a habit and we don't even have to think about it anymore because it becomes second nature? Compassion, kindness, humility, gentleness, patience, tolerance, forgiveness, love. In other words, the character of Christ. This is the Jesus line of clothing. That way, when we see someone who's experiencing pain or loss, injustice, or suffering, we're dressed for the occasion because we put on compassion that morning. That way, when we go about our day, and it's almost, that way, when we go about our day, it's almost second nature for us to to help others and extend grace and peace to them, even if they don't deserve it, because we're dressed for the occasion. We put on kindness that morning. That way, when all day long we feel this pressure to to compete and and to be better and to do more and to get more, we're protected. And instead, we choose to serve because we're wearing humility. That way, when our kids ignore us and do something that drives us insane and makes us want to scream, we can get a hold of ourselves because we put on gentleness and patience. That way when we're hurt and we're wronged by someone we considered maybe to be a friend, we don't reciprocate the harm. We don't hold a grudge over them. We give them another chance because we're wonderfully dressed in forgiveness. We chose it. And ultimately, no matter what life throws at us, no matter what we're going through, no matter who we're with, we're ready to be like Jesus because we have the one attitude, the one all-purpose character trait that never goes out of style, that is perfect for every single season and situation. We put on love. We put on love. Over and over and over again. Because here's the thing, this Jesus, this Greater Jesus wardrobe is not just a one-time deal. We put on clothes daily. What makes us think we don't have to do the same with the character of Christ? In her book, Wearing God, Lauren Winter references Alexander McLaren, a 19th century Baptist minister who wrote, It takes a lifetime to fathom Jesus. It takes a lifetime to appropriate Jesus. It takes a lifetime to be clothed with Jesus. You know, I believe that. Because I feel like I often have to change clothes in the moment. 
and do it repeatedly. For instance, at the beach two weeks ago, one of my boys did something to the other that was not okay. And I exploded, and I said something I should not have said, and it was not okay. And in that moment, I had to take off the bad and what was not in keeping with the character of Christ and put on the good, which was in keeping with the character of Christ. I had to quickly put on the greater clothes. So I told my son I was sorry for acting the way that I did and saying something I shouldn't have said and asked for forgiveness. And in that moment and in moments like those, friends, I believe that Jesus fashions us ever so slightly more and more to be like him. Sometimes we have to change into the greater wardrobe in a moment. And that's okay. Because the more and more that we do it, the more and more we are fashioned. The more like Jesus we become. So are we choosing to clothe ourselves with the character of Jesus? Because the right set of clothes matter. When people see uh, others dressed in, in black dresses and black suits, they think, oh, they must be going to a funeral. When people see others dressed in cleats and, and shin guards and shorts and a jersey, they think, oh, they must be going to a soccer game. When people see others in swimsuits and tank tops, they think, oh, they must be going to the pool. When others, people see others in nice summer dresses or seersucker suits, they think, oh, they must be going to a wedding or on a nice date. When people see us as the church, when people see us who claim to be followers of Jesus, what do they think? How are we dressed? I fear our wardrobe betrays our designer far too often right now. Let it not be so with Village Church Rollsville friends. Our prayer and hope should be that when we're clothed with Jesus, when we take off the old self and put on that greater wardrobe of compassion and kindness and humility and gentleness and patience and tolerance and forgiveness and love, perhaps people will think, oh, they must be dressed for life, a beautiful, abundant life. Actually, they look a lot like Jesus. Clothes. Yes, there's the question, the daily question of what clothes to wear. But there's even a more important one than that. What to wear to church or to work or to play is one thing. What to put on for greater life with Christ that witnesses to the greatness of Christ? That's the real greater wardrobe. Because after all, what you wear is more than just what you wear. Which is why every second, we should turn to Jesus and say, Lord, dress me. In the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen.